0: expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.
1: You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Hey, everyone, I want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, the beginning of the year uh it's kind of interesting the beginning of the year usually sets the tone for a lot of things you know people are taking a look at where they are in their lives and their business and in in projecting the vision for what they want life to be and it's so often we we forget that there's the beginning of the year and then there's the end of the year but then there's the whole rest of the year and one of the things that we're going to be doing this year for all of you out there is we have a commitment to our listeners. This is our 10th year, and we have a commitment to all of you in celebration of that about uh, serving you in ways we have not done before. Um, We have done over 6,000 shows. I've done over 6,000 interviews in this period of time. I've talked to some of the most influential people in business and the human potential movement. And one of the things that we hear all the time, this is the year to provide you with the kind of tools so that you can take action. And part of that is becoming aware of uh, what is in the world right now. You know, what are the differences in life? How are we seeing the world differently? Today, I get to talk with someone, you know, someone whose name I've known for quite some time. Like millions of people worldwide, he has helped thousands of organizations make the kind of change we are meant to make in life. Ten years ago when I started this and we created a venue that was pretty much unheard of back then, this, this new form of talk radio, this positive form of talk radio, this conscious form of talk radio, many people said it couldn't be done. You know, many people said that this was just going to pass. Kind of the way people are saying about the Kardashians right now. But here's the deal. When you're bringing a conscious message out into the world, like my guest, you know, Patricia Aberdeen, when you do that, when you know that you are called to something greater in your life, and you are called to help people shine, it takes on, and I mean it, your life, your job, your career, takes on a life of its own. Patricia is one of the world's leading social forecasters and that's just, I have to tell you, that's an understatement. You know, for many of us that you know, she was and still is the person that we would read about, we would look at some of the information that has been provided, organization planned their businesses around so much of what she and her co-author said. But more importantly, she brought together a fresh new perspective, uh, some of which people thought It would never manifest some of the indicators that she got to talk about people, but she can't possibly be right. Today, I get to talk to her about an incredible, incredible, what I like to call paradigm shift, but more importantly, what it is, it's a way of thinking. Conscious Money is her book. We're going to talk about what it means to live, to create, to take that thing, that energy we call money, and post it up against our values so that we can create not a new paradigm, but a new way of living for us and the world. And so today, fasten your seatbelt. You know, get ready to understand how important every dollar you earn and every dollar you spend is. Patricia, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, good
2: morning, Dr. Pat. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so very much.
1: Uh... You know, I, I, this, it's fascinating, um, I was talking to, you know, Linda actually, uh, scheduled. she's our, our producer. Linda and I worked in human resources for, um, a Fortune 100 company that we used to know as Ma Bell. Ah. And both of us got to experience being on the divestiture team, the pre-divestiture and post-divestiture teams of, uh, the, of AT&T. And so, one of the things that we got completely immersed in along the way, as I think you know, uh, is the phenomenal megatrends. And I have to ask you this question. You know, what was it about your life, first of all, that pulled you forward to take this path, to write about the things, to speak about the things you speak about, and what's changed since Megatrends 2000 in terms of your latest book, Conscious Money?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, you start with the big <laughs> questions, don't you, Dr.
1: Pat? No, I, somebody <laughs> said to me, That's great. You, get you know, from? I, I read uh, the books. I read I your think I, that- your books. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that I am, for whatever reason, attracted to big topics. You know, I, I wanted to be a writer uh, I, uh, in college. Um, I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. I had no idea what it meant to be a writer. But eventually, I took some journalism courses, didn't get a get a master's degree in journalism, thank goodness. I just took some courses that interested me and started freelancing as a writer. Then I met up with this fellow, John Nesbitt, who later became my husband and my co-author. And um, by then, I had sharpened my writing skills and wasn't the least bit afraid of these um megatrend big topics that he wanted to write about and i was like well you know let's let's you know we'll, we'll work on this together and i have a i had a master's degree in library science by then i was a crack researcher it's like let's let's beef this stuff out let's let's gather together the examples that make these ideas possible so that was actually the megatrends book the uh, big publishing international publishing phenomenon so we went on to co-author of several books including megatrends, Two thousand, which you mentioned, which was certainly a a big and important book, number one on the new york Times bestseller list and all and then many years later, my life took a turn you know i had uh, I had had an unusual amount of success pretty early i mean like thirty five or something i 'm i 'm a wee bit older than that now let 's say, <laughs> 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 and really, I became um, my quest for for personal growth and spiritual growth really became the center of my life. And as I write about in um, my previous book, *To Conscious Money*, which was called *Megatrends 2010: The Rise of Conscious Capitalism*, well, that was when I I wanted to bring together my trend background with my search for personal growth and meaning. And I and I and so many people resonate with this because I wrote in that book, right in the first chapter, that. At a certain point in my life, I, after being this trend tracker and information magnet for many, uh, probably 15 years by then, um, I shut off the television for two years. Uh. And I um, completely disconnected from CNN 24-7 and all this stuff, just so I could really hear my inner voice more. And then after that period i could gradually uh, i felt um, a cleansing and also a regrounding and then i could let the the banter of the world back in and so that's what created megatrends 2010 um, the rise of conscious capitalism which is ha- has become a, a major major topic this year with the publication by my colleagues in the conscious capitalism movement raj shastriya and and John Mackey writing a book called Conscious Capitalism. We've we've all been working on this topic for for several years. But then my life took another turn when I started to write the book Conscious Money, the book that we're going to talk about today. Because in those days of great success, I had quite a, a, for me by my standards quite a lot of money. Um, what I did not have was a really clear positive, life-affirming relationship with money that really deeply, deeply reflected my deepest values. And so I decided, I looked at a lot of situations that I was unhappy about in terms of, of, of my money. I made a lot of errors in investing. I spent too much money. So I looked at all these errors and I said, all right, what would it look like if, your financial choices at the grocery store at the shopping mall uh in your investments truly relate re- truly reflected the values that you hold most deeply what would that look like and with that question over time not the next day but over time after practicing that question again and again i started to develop a felt sense that i now call Conscious money, the integration of values and financial choices.
1: Wow, that was a long answer, wasn't it? Well, that's what happens
2: when uh, you ask a great question like
1: that. (laughs) that, And that's why I ask these questions, because I think people, and this has really been, I don't know if you heard the introduction, uh, we're 10 years running in a forum that most people said gave us six months at best, 10 years ago, they gave us six months at best. I heard you did 6000 shows. Oh my goodness. Oh, over 6000 interviews and <sighs> But here's the thing, this is what I love about you and I chatting today, Patricia. It is that at some point in time, we decided to get juicy about our lives. We decided, we decided that, you know, we've gotta be, really follow our hearts. Not that we're not also integrating what's going on in our minds, but we've gotta follow our hearts. And this is how you start this book. You know, you start this book with a conversation, I mean, that you, right out of the gate you say conscious money begins with you and this is such an important topic and conversation that I think there are so many people out there that are sensing the whole conscious capitalism movement you know the whole and, and I love first of all that you didn't beat around the bush that this is a money book there's so many people that take this topic on that are afraid to say the word money I don't know if you found that or not
2: Well, they either do that, Doctor Pat, or they go money, 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 money. It's all about money, and you know you're gonna you're gonna make money, money, money. And you know what we're longing for is yes, absolutely, we want to make money, we want to be prosperous, we want to have a good life, a good material life, but we want something else too. And and what I found is rarely are those two deeply and profoundly integrated and you talked about heart and head and oh gosh you're really singing my song when you say that because I want to make financial choices that reflect my values but also honor and respect sound financial principles because I think some of those money, money, money people have gone off the deep end by just thinking oh i 'm going to vis- God wants me to make a trillion dollars and this is going to be so great, and i 'm going to have that flashy bmw and and that 's a bit distorted too because really it 's the financial decisions that are meaningful to you that are going to be the most satisfying to you, not buying into this this world of ours that 's Become so disappointing for so many of us where money is overemphasized. Give money its proper place, have an abundant, successful life, but also deeply honor your values. That is what is going to make you happy long term. And in, in, in the Conscious Money book, I did things that I wrote in a way that I have never written before, Dr. Pat. I had a great publisher who said, you know, we we basically publish advice books, and Patricia, you're going to have to give people advice. I was like, I hate to give people advice. I, I I think it insults their intelligence. And so finally I said, well, what are we going to do here? And then I got the answer. I'm going to give people options. So at the end of each chapter, I say, here are the options about, uh, in the second chapter, we talk about the money shadow, and boy, that's a big one, because that's the one that blindsides us. That's the one that gets us sent off in the wrong directions about money, and so at the end of a chapter like that, or the chapter on creativity, which is one of the most popular chapters in the book, here are some of the things you can take. You're going to choose. I'm going to honor your intelligence and your responsibility to take Choose these options that I give you and convert them into choices that you make. so I learned how to write you know in a, in a more personal way. I really wanted my writing to move out of that neutral journalistic style that can be wonderful it can be absolutely wonderful, but I wanted to write in a more intimate way about um, to my reader about the spiritual truths and the personal
1: growth truths
2: that we all honor. I'm
1: telling you, this is why we're coming out of the closet here. This is what I'm saying about what's going on in life for so many of us. I want to make sure everyone knows uh, that this is uh, the absolutely amazing, best-selling author Patricia Aberdeen joining us here today. The book is Conscious Money. We're going to take a short break, but here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to ask the question, do you have a money shadow hiding in your closet? Closet? do you even know that there is such a thing as a money shadow what does it do for you and what does it stop you from doing how are you ready not are you ready how are you ready for this new way of looking at a higher consciousness around money stay tuned everyone we're going to take a short break we've got a ton to talk about get ready The next time you pull that dollar bill out, get ready for a new choice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show.
0: Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there?
3: fair trade certified organic shade grown delicious coffee the kamano island coffee roasters are giving back receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee Papua new guinea to the first 250 callers the number is toll free 855-438-8671 just pay 895 shipping and handling and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself Get Top 1. We say Top 1 because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671.
2: Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Tune in to The Michelle Bond Show, Awaken to a New Reality, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. This call-in show with Vedic astrologer, expert, and holistic health practitioner, Michelle Bond, will give you insight to a wide range of topics. This hit show provides healthy, empowering knowledge and information and restores your health and well-being through learning the latest complementary and alternative medicine modalities. Visit TheMichelleBondShow.com.
1: Everybody, welcome back! I am so thrilled. Uh, Linda has done a brilliant job in the people that she brings forth. Linda is my senior executive producer. She and I both worked in the human resources organization. You know, back, uh, back in how do we want to say it? Back in the day. Back in the day. You know, before downsizing, after downsizing, and here we are. You know, here we are today. I get to chat with someone um, whose book uh, that she co-authored set the entire HR world on fire. Today, her book, Conscious Money, you know, is a book that isn't just another book about money. It is another necessary book for the time we live in. Our relationship, Patricia, with money has changed. Um, No matter how you look at it in the world, you know, because of some of the things that have happened, you know, job loss, home loss, whether people know it or not. The relationship we have with money has changed. Now, I'm not saying that we've all gone to the light side, right? I'm not saying we've all gone to this place of higher consciousness that when, you know, we go to the store, we buy the right things. And I'll use that term right very loosely. But the way we think about money has changed. Some folks walk around with more fear about it. Other people walk around with a more simplistic life. So that's where I want to talk with. First of all, I want to thank you for, for joining me here today. And, you know, so often, you know, those of us in the corporation, you know, had to defend some of the information that we knew to be true. This book is kind of the same. Because in a different way, you present us with information where we have to change our perspective. And at some level, we have to defend the shadow part that people have money. We have to defend against it. And I want to talk about that. Because even though I might want to spend an extra two cents on a recyclable paper or something organic. My family may not want me to do that. Let's talk about the battle we have within ourselves, as you point out in the book, but within the world we live in.
2: Wow, that's a tall order, just like the, just like your, all your questions are a tall <laughs> order. <laughs> you know, I, you, you said something that I'd love to go back to, cause it really, it really touched me. When you talked about our relationship with money is changing, and although it is certainly true, as you stated, that it's not like all of us have gone to the light side, uh, and are making all the perfect money choices, that's exactly so. On the other hand, At the collective level, human consciousness, the collective human consciousness is vibrating at a higher level. Yes. And this is because, and there's nothing mysterious about it, it's because so many people, I would go, I would go so far as to say, a critical mass of people have decided to look within themselves for some answers. A critical mass of people want their lives to be meaningful it's as simple as that it doesn't have to get any more esoteric than that and so what's happened is that human consciousness is evolving in a in a in a a way that doesn't have to be esoteric at the same time we are living in a world where we are told according to the everyday mundane grid of money thinking and money institutions and all the rest that what's important is to make money. Values should have no role, should play no role whatsoever in your in your money decisions and even some of the supposedly um, uh, personal growth-oriented people say that. You know, they basically say on television and elsewhere... Deal with money first and then, you know, if you want to do your values, fine, do that later. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And the reason I don't believe that is because people have changed and the old financial systems and the old financial choices that we made are no longer satisfying to us. And so, you know, some gloom and doom people say, well, the systems are crashing, the financial systems are crashing all around us. In fact, that is true to a large extent but the good news is that beneath the he- headlines uh, in a kind of stealth kind of way yeah. a new movement that i call conscious money of millions and millions of people who have already determined that they are going to make financial choices and by the way thousands and thousands of major companies who have determined that they are going to make financial choices that are in alignment with human values, and there's nothing more vivid from a, from a megatrend point of view for me to illustrate this to you and your listeners, listeners, then saying, "Look at the green movement. Yes. Uh, that was uh, that was like a small little blip on the screen ten years ago. Now it is a mass movement that has gained acceptance of many, many, many so-called mainstream people. There's no mainstream anymore." we no. it's all a big blur.
1: You know, this is what I really love talking with you about. I knew that you you and I were, I knew you were going to come on the show and you were just going to wow me and everybody else. <laughs> because what you're talking about is, uh, it's really fascinating. I, I, I don't know if you're going to remember who this is. I interviewed Gloria Steinem a couple of times. Oh, and you know, how could I not remember Gloria Steinem? Oh, okay, okay, the you are right.
2: One of, one of the biggest Days right. of my life when she was when she interviewed John Nesbitt and I in our living room. I'm like, I grew up on the women's movement. I went to consciousness, you know, raising groups, and I'm like, there's Gloria Steinem. I mean, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't, I sounded, I couldn't even think up a good question to ask her. I mean, I was, I was speechless.
1: I was the same way. I sat across from a lunch table from her, thanks to my friend Linda, uh, and I was the same way. But here's what's fascinating about the world we live in, right? Yes. I was talking to a group of young people. And, I, you know, I don't know their ages. I guess they were teenagers. Some of them looked older than that. But let's just say a group of young folks, a great group of conscious-driven young folks, right? And we were talking about things. And, you know, one of the things I said is, you know, you, you all might want to look at some of the people that were the change agents. This was this, the kind of conversation this was. Ah. And, and they asked me, well, who who is that? Because there's a pop culture that that folks live in. And they asked me if it was, you know, do I mean Bono, right? <laughs> of you two? Yeah, right. Okay. So I said, you know what? Look at a name, Gloria Steinem from the women's movement. Mm-hmm. Two people turned around to me, women, young women, and said, what's women's movement? What, what, what is that? What are you referencing? So, this is where yeah. we've come in a short period of time. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you wrote the book Megatrends. Did you ever think we'd be sitting here with a second term president, African American president? Mm. I mean, um. you know what I'm saying? Something <laughs> accelerated. Something sped up. You know, you, and, and I, I was yeah. so fascinated as you write about conscious money. Can we expect That same kind of what I like to call change at the speed of light around our spending. Let's take a short break. When we come back, that's a conversation I can't wait to have with my very, very special guest, Patricia Aberdeen. From conscious money, from megatrends to conscious money, money, to changing a new world. Are you ready for a new prosperity? Are you ready, every dollar you spend, to make a difference? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazing empowerment, Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks.
0: Transformative radio show that will change
1: your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome, everyone. I have to tell you guys, I just so love how the universe works. I, I love the, I, I love what happens in the world when we all come together at different points in time in our lives, we have what I love to call or what I learned to term back in school an interaction with someone or an idea And time goes by, and we find ourselves full circle. That's where I find myself today here on the Dr. Pat Show, speaking with someone that had such an enormous impact on my life and my career, and now having a conversation with her about the next impact on all of us, Conscious Money, that's her book. Patricia, could you take a moment and give out your website let folks know the best way to find out more about you, more about conscious uh, money and conscious capitalism uh, and such.
2: I'd be delighted to, Dr. Pat, and, and I'm going to add a little something briefly to that. My website is called www.patriciaaberdeen.com, and my name is spelled in a slightly unusual way. It's spelled A B you are d e n e but you know what our friends on google will correct you if you can't remember this spelling <laughs> i'm pretty sure you'll find me and you know we've been having such a wonderful wide-ranging conversation this morning that i wanted to just put forth that conscious money although it it can be seen as a as a rich deep Um, message it really has three simple parts we talked about the first one conscious money begins with you not your bank account not your stock portfolio but you personally this is what I call the inner dimension of conscious money and the first three chapters are about cultivating this it starts with you stuff we start with looking at your values in fact um, on my website you can read you can actually read for, for connect to um, my publisher's page, right on the, on the um, first page of my website, and read chapter one of Conscious Money for free. And in that chapter, you do what the simple values exercise and try to nail down your top three values. And I thought to myself, you know, this is pretty basic. I don't know if people are going to really go for it. But when I do uh, workshops and seminars on this, they just love it because in this day and age where we're so busy where we're so doing so much stuff we rarely sit down and say what are my values so people find that very very important and then we get into the money shadow and cultivating a higher consciousness to balance it the second part of conscious money is where cap- conscious capitalism comes in because no matter who you are if you're going to have a conscious money life you have to have relationships with financial partners, typically these represent businesses of some sort, or perhaps nonprofits. There are all these nonprofit car share organizations now, so it's not all for profit. But shops, banks, um, all of the, all of the your employer, uh, you, where you invest, all these things. So then I describe what conscious capitalism is, and I do a complete update of my previous book. Um, Megatrends 2010, The Rise of Conscious Capitalism. So I describe the trademarks of conscious capitalism. I talk to people about how they identify, let's say, a local business, the extent to which it practices conscious capitalism. I have exercises and checklists to do that. And then finally, the third part of the book, we look at your four economic roles, you as a spender. In the chapter on mindful spending you as an earner and this is a chapter on creativity which is um, a very exciting chapter to me certainly you as an investor how your values and even your passions might shape influence some of your investment decisions again while you still honor the head and just follow sound money practices and advice and finally we go onto to the global stage to complete the book and look at you as a as a player in the global world and as a someone who probably also contributes their money one way or another. so those are the four basic parts and I just wanted to. Give a little structure to it because it sounds like it's all over the place, but really it's a, it's a very structured approach. And when you and I talk about it with the passion that we have and the joy that we have about these subjects, I, I want people to know that it's, you know, it's really a simple, simple step-by-step approach to looking at your, your relationship with money.
1: And That's what I love about the book, too, because any you mention the word money, a couple things may happen. You know, if you're in my age group, you might have a hot flash. That's number one. <laughs> 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 right. You know... Uh, if, if you're in the, the you know the age group of our nieces and nephews, you may be yeah. thinking, "How am I going to earn as much money as I possibly can while I have exactly. that ability to do so?" But th- exactly. I, this is really why I wanted to talk to you about this. One of the things you talked about that I do want to spend some time with, because I think it is so important and probably the most misunderstood aspect of 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 this platform conscious money, and yeah. that is creativity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, boy, that, I love that's that. That's the thing. Yeah. You I know love why? that. Here's, here's what I've learned as coming out and starting your business and taking on something that probably at the time not many people were doing. It has required all of us, and even today with launching my own network, it requires an inordinary amount of creativity, so much so that none of us really talk about the fact that we're being creative. And I really wanted you to address this. Oh, I would be really delighted. Really think about creativity and money together.
2: I'd be delighted to it, to do so. First of all, I'm going to make an absolutely outrageous statement, which is I believe that your capacity for creativity, whether you work at your kitchen table for a Fortune 500 company, um, for yourself, for a government agency, your capacity for creativity is the most important way that you can build your income and build your conscious wealth. As we collect, as, as our conscious money grows, we start to create what's called conscious wealth, which is wealth that we create. By following our values and what we believe in and boy oh boy I don't know if creativity is my absolute top value I actually chose another one but it's pretty far up there now a lot of people when I make that so-called outrageous statement are going to think oh come on you don't know my employer that's the last thing he wants from me that may be true nevertheless when I talk about creativity I'm not talking about arts and crafts although I am a devoted lover of both art and craft and all of those good things. I am talking about what I think you were talking about Dr. Pat, the ability to do what I would call creative problem solving. Yes, that's, that's it. That's that's it. Every every day in business we are faced I'm saying business. It could be nonprofit. It doesn't it is not necessarily in a for-profit context. Right. In our work, in our organizations, we are always faced with conflicts, and your ability to not get backed up against the wall by a conflict—and believe me, I know this because I do it—I get backed, I get free, I get freaked out by conflicts all the time. That's how I had to learn to be creative, and to and to reset your mind to see every conflict as an opportunity to be creative. And in this chapter, I talked about. Um, before in the Conscious Capitalism chapter, how I tried to, how I've created these um, checklists. Uh, there's a checklist on creative problem solving. How do you do it step by step? Super creative people do it instinctively and you learn to identify what the conflict is, to maybe write about it in your journal, talk about it with a friend, get it all out there on the mental level, on the rational level and then incubate your idea you've worked you've got it all out there you've worked it out this is how thomas edison uh leonardo da vinci all of the greatest minds of the world who who incidentally those two gentlemen were huge journaling fans they journaled their way to creativity ah that's maybe that's my new book journal your way to creativity because i am a journaling fanatic yeah. <laughs> and it and you know incubate your idea and then when you've got it all out there and you you see all the elements and all the conflicts and everything do what Thomas Edison did you've done all the work go fishing just put it aside this is part of the incubation phase of creativity let your creative higher consciousness come up with the solution and you may just get bits and pieces collect those bits and pieces creativity is notoriously inconvenient you know you could be you could be driving down the freeway and, oh, my God, that's what I need to do. Right. So, you know, you, you right. grab your voice-activated thing, you get down those <laughs> keywords, you've nailed it down, and pretty soon you've worked up a, a, a creative solution to your plan. And listen to this, Dr. Pat. Again, my research librarian nerd side, which I, I deeply love. <laughs> IBM Corporation, Big Blue, asked 1,500 global CEOs, what trait they most sought in hiring a, an executive or, or a manager. Was it financial acumen? Was it marketing ability? Was it operational expertise? Well, None wait a minute. Of. Wait a
1: minute. Let's hold that thought till we come back from break. Let's, I, I, and don't tell me what it is during break because I, I would like to guess. <laughs> It's interesting, Patricia, because, you know, if you'd asked me this question, you know, when I was in my corporate world, right. I probably would have picked something. But as I hear you ask that question, I there's only one thing that comes up for me. It's so interesting. Let's take a short break. Let's compare notes. You know, what is it that's going to come up for you? What is that trait? Stay tuned, everyone. Patricia Aberdeen joining us here today. There's so much in this book. I loved reading it. Um, there's so many questions I wanted to ask. She's going to have to come back to the show. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
3: To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life.
2: Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenorice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be
1: in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out glenorice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Tune in each Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Awakening Radio with Patricia. This hit show awakens your dormant, divine, feminine energy. The Awakening Show is the next step on your evolutionary journey through life. Get ready to awaken the dormant seedings within you, your soul's encodement, Power and purpose and bring this forward with confidence and clarity through the power of your own voice. This show promises to boldly go where you've been before. You just need to remember, be inspired, become rewired with the awakening radio. Visit awakeningradio.com for weekly topics.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Patricia Aberdeen joining me here today. Conscious Money is the title of her new book, but it's way more than that. And go to her website, PatriciaAberdeen.com. It's A-B-U-R-D-E-N-E, uh, dot com. You know, this is the co-author of the New York Times number one bestseller, Megatrends 2000. And, you know, just about any set of data that those of us in human resources needed. Came from uh, Patricia as well um, as the, at the time her husband John Nesbitt. So here we are. I got to ask you this question, Patricia. We were on the verge of you sharing one of uh, what I find one of the most interesting bits of data to date. Yeah. Well, especially- I can't wait to hear. Yeah, well, especially because you were in the
2: corporate world and because yes. many of our listeners might be saying, oh, well, maybe what she's talking about might be so for entrepreneurs and all that sort of thing, but not so much in the corporate world. Well, the trait that IBM, and this is not an old study, this is 20, 2011 study, yeah. um, asked 1500 global CEOs what trait they most admired. Was it finance, marketing, operations, etc.? The trait they sought most in hiring new executives and managers was creativity. Mm. Now, why did IBM value creativity? A very simple word, one word answer, complexity. The world has grown so complex, the business world that we're operating in, the world period that we're operating in. Oh. There are so many trends and counter-trends from global warming to terrorism to, to technology cycles to all these these factors that take com- complexity to the umpteenth level. Right. So the only way to sort through that is... Someone who can think out of the box, which means that that old—I mean, you know—was any in our day was any company more straight-laced than IBM, where where you couldn't wear a blue shirt, you had to wear a white shirt. (laughs) You know, it was a pretty straight-laced company, and here they are on the cutting edge. And also, let it be noted that who that IBM was one of the few main. Frame computer giants that survived those two kids in a garage dreaming up the personal computer. I, so many of them went under data, data general in, in, yeah. in where I lived in Massachusetts. Yeah. Up to this day they continue to go under. Not IBM. IBM regrouped. IBM found creativity within itself and came to see that they want to have executives and managers who can negotiate their way through complexity, think out of the box, find the new solutions. And that's what creativity allows you to do.
1: I, you know, I love this because that is that is absolutely on the top of our list here. You know, we're in an industry, uh, first of all, that is cutting-edge pioneering know, uh, venue. The network that we're on right now, Voice America, Pioneer in internet radio. I signed on with them when nobody was listening. So here we are, this new company, me and a handful of other people. We said yes to internet radio, and nobody was listening. Everybody around us thought we were nuts. Well, here we are today. Here's the question that I have for you because I love that you cap that that you first of all you captured it in your book creativity seems to be one of the easiest words to say about a person. And yet for an individual, we are so low on the self-esteem curve. If you ever, and this, I find this with women, you know, if you say to, them, oh, my gosh, you're highly creative. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. You ever you ever talk to a a a housewife that doesn't really see her her housewife position as an executive position, and then you start to talk with them, you know, this home management executive. Yeah. And what they do in a given day, how they handle the unusual things that come up, how things function. But here's the question I want to ask you: You know, what do we have to Learn as people that run companies to help the people that we work with understand how to be creative. Well,
2: I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that um, this is important in terms of teaching the people in your company to be creative or for you as an individual to be creative yourself and in an environment that you believe does not encourage creativity. So I have three simple steps for you. See, yeah. I learned how to be not a journalist, but an advice, or advice writer. <laughs> So the first thing you need to be able to do is to embrace a mindful practice. If you want to think outside of the the box, you've got to follow the personal growth protocol of not identifying with your thinking. This is what you learn to do in the so-called spiritual practice of meditation. You learn to quiet the mind. Why is quieting the mind a good thing, I, a bad thing? Well, I mean, why would I want to quiet the mind? Do I want to get rid of the mind? Absolutely not. As you and I said again and again, you want to expand the mind to its higher level of creativity, which is a nonlinear, uh, uh, rich, creative part of the mind. So... You have to quiet the mind in order to do that. You have to quiet the mind in order for those aha moments to just pop in. So number one, you embrace a mindful practice. Uh, meditation would certainly be one of them. If you can't sit still, you do a walking meditation in a beautiful forest in Seattle by the seashore on the east coast or down um, in the south out in the, in the forest somewhere in the, in the middle of the United States. You get out in nature. Boy, nothing will shut that mind up better than being out in nature. Or maybe you do martial arts or yoga. Maybe you're the kind of a person who has got to be moving. So you you find the the mindful practice that works best for you. Now, the second step is that you gently... Uh, you understand that that cultivating that mindful practice is going to connect you to greater creativity. So you don't just shut it off in this busy world of ours, and get on the internet and do your emails and all that crap. You you gently create an, a zone, an interim zone between that intense creativity and mindfulness and the everyday life to which we have to return that we have to we have to operate in. And thirdly you take notes. Again, creativity is notoriously inconvenient. You have a digital device to speak into. You have a little notebook, if you're the kind of person like me who, who thinks they're on the computer long enough and wants to be <laughs> writing in longhand with color colored pens, if you possibly can be, and you jot down the keywords, the bits and pieces that came to you. They don't even have to make sense. You could be working on a, a deal with a client and you get an image while you're doing yoga or walking in the forest and go, I don't even know what that image is, but wow, it was really cool and I'm, I'm going to jot it down and maybe able to draw a little picture of it. And with those three things, the last part, the journaling part, is how you collect your inspiration. And you put these three steps together, and that's the beginning of what I call Mm. creative R&D. Companies spend a gazillion dollars every year on R&D, research and development. If you want to be a creative person, whether you work for yourself or whether you work for IBM Corporation, these are the best ways to cultivate your creativity and then bring that creative power to your work. And it's a it's a very powerful investment because it's kind of like an IRA that you take with you to your next profession or calling. You're you're not doing this this you're you're investing in yourself so that while your employer is getting the benefit and compensating you for this creativity, you're taking it on to the next great um, um, professional situation that you might create for yourself.
1: I love it. Patricia, I can't thank you enough for all that you do. Thank you for making such an impact on the world. Thank you for writing this book, Conscious Money. And thank you so, so much for getting up every day and breathing inspiration into the world. Thank you so much. And Dr. Pat, right back at you, my dear.
2: Right back at you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for all you do.
1: And um, let me talk to, to Chad so that we can exchange emails and stay in touch. All right, let's take a a quickie until next week, everybody. Conscious Money is the book. You guys out there, I know you've heard something today that will change your life. Put one foot in front of the other, and let's make it happen together this year. We'll see you next time.
3: Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW, a.m. 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one.
0: Transformation Talk Radio.
3: Transformation
1: Talk Radio and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. dot